Okay, final paragraph. We believe that by clearly locating ourselves in a post-Marxist terrain, we not only help to clarify the meaning of contemporary social struggles, but also give to Marxism its theoretical dignity, which can only proceed from recognition of its limitations and of its own histor historicality. Hmm. Only through such recognition will Marx's work remain present in our tradition and our political culture. Okay, can I? If I, if I may interject into what I got from this article, and it's weird because I just came out last week from uh, uh, Political Materialism, which is the school from Gustavo Bueno, that was the materialistic reading of Marx after Marx. So if I understand, for me, what was, 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 what was interesting in this read is that what Laclau is saying is that some sort, some sort of residual idealistic reading of Marxism, because we use idealistic terms to understand the relationship between material basis and idealistic superstructure. But in the end, dogmatic Marxists, they fall in love with these idealistic concepts in an essential matter, and they essentialize and they, they, they transform these tools of the relationship between idealistic superstructures and material basis as, as, as a transcendental meaning. So uh, instead of being really Marxist and real materialist and understanding that the only way we can understand the relationship between idealistic superstructure and material basis is that you also have to understand that your tools to understand this relationship is also contingent to the stage in time and historical conditions that produce them. So what, what Laclau is saying is that Marxists be became idealists. And they became idealists because they let the, the tools to understand the relationship between basis and superstructure crystallize as a, as a, as a, natural, as a natural truth. And, 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 and they said, you guys are behaving like idealists. You guys are behaving like idealists because you're naturalizing the relationship between top and bottom. And, and, and of course, the, 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 the most uh, recent response to this is that, right, we have to be materialistic even in reading Marx and understanding that the relationships that Marx draw between material basis and ideal superstructure was an idealistic uh, interpretation of, of his contingent time. So now we have to think that our material conditions have to transform even our understanding of the relationship between idealism and idealistic superstructure and or, or, or ideological superstructure and material basis. So uh, mm -hmm. th this for me is a it's a confusion. And it's important that we read these two paragraphs at the end, because why? He's saying that, well, since, uh, and, and you see, it's interesting, he, he went back to Hegel. He said that mm -hmm. in the end, it, he went back to Hegel and he transformed the, the dialectic back to an idealistic dialectic. And he said, no, mm -hmm. is, is, the, is the Geist, you know, is the, is the idea, is the, the Geist that is manifesting itself through us in the material world, and we're going to filter within all the potential possibilities, and we're going to come overcome uh, material impediments for the manifestation of pure freedom, you know, of the true expression of freedom. So what he said is that uh, he downgraded the meta-narrative of Marxism of class struggle as one of the available options within this radical openness democratic space you know what he's saying is that no capitalism is really the only true market for ideas marxism is one of the ideas within the marketplace of ideas so let's give it an opportunity to fail or, or win so we can give it its rightest place as something that failed you know but, but for me it shows many things first laclau did, didn't really understand marx first <laughs> his notion that the center point of marxism is the uh, surplus values uh, theft which is not the, the, the central mm -hmm. place is property of the means of production. 
you know, surplus values theft is the rent charged by capitalists to proletariat because we don't have the means of production. So this, for me, is a fundamental mistake in the reading of, of traditional Marxism. And, and Heras, to be honest with you, I, I didn't have too much time to research the guy that made the critique, but his critiques are also super, super weak. Like the guy is mm -hmm. a, is a, is his point, and I think we discussed this when we were talking about the mechanical Turk and Walter Benjamin. The guy mm -hmm. that is making the critique to Laclau still believes in the theological manner of Marxism. You know, he believes that Marxism is is truer than true. You know, it's, it's, it's just an undeniable truth that will eventually manifest itself. And it, he's just sticking to this very dogmatic position. And, and, he, and, and of course, today, the main critique of Marxism is that it has to be anti-essential in its way to actualize its own ideological superstructures because the material bases have changed. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is being a true Marxist today, according to me. Yeah. Yeah. He says... You know, he he makes these distinctions when we're talking about idealism and materialism. It's like, are, are, so are we talking about the problem of the existence or non-existence of a world of objects? Well, then in this case, it's not idealism and materialism. It's idealism and realism. Mm -hmm. As the non-existence of a world of objects would be an idealist position. Because I, I actually said this I think a couple episodes ago, maybe you were on when I said, you know, idealism is a position that that you know the the universe is constituted by mind, and so they say in that sense, yeah, we are realists, right? And mm -hmm. they say Hegel's absolute idealism, far from denying the reality of an external world, is its unequivocal affirmation. So Hegel's absolute idealism affirms external existence. And they do, they make the same move. They say, you know, when we're, we're talking about discourse around objects, we're talking about what objects are, not whether or not they exist. Mm -hmm. If an object is constituted in a discourse, it doesn't mean it doesn't also exist separately from that discourse. It is just nothing, <laughs> right? If, if humans, ceased to exist on this planet, rocks wouldn't be rocks because they depend on a kind of discursive totality of, of hierarchy of concepts and a way of classifying things. So if we don't have that discourse, then things are not what they are. They just are in a very simple sense of existence. But really, we're not talking about the existing thing. We're talking about how our moment is discursively configuring these things in distinction from the previous moment, I guess. That's basically yeah. their position. They are realists in the sense of that. They do believe in an externally existing world of objects that doesn't depend on our mind or what we think about them. Mm -hmm. So they are realists. But when it comes to the idealist materialist distinction, it's it's a, it's a little bit different. They say what, what actually distinguishes idealism from materialism, I'm quoting again, is its affirmation of the ultimate conceptual character of the real. So you have to, we're here we're talking about whether or not materialism in the last instance can be integrated into the concept with no remainder outside yeah. of it. Yeah, if I think I think what is leading what what is what triggers me out of this reading is that um and again, I think I, I told you guys a little bit of my position currently, but is is the possibility of a monist materialist Marxism. You know, like thinking that even the ideological superstructure is material. Mm -hmm. That's your position. Yeah, currently, yes. So, yeah, like I would want to make that dualism of the. We're a little bit abstract here. So, I'll, I'll put uh, it yeah. in some concrete terms. They say, and I think I'm actually on board with this, they say that 
I don't know if they're saying Marx did this, but the tendency of Marxism is to I would they keep saying essentialism. This smacks of the 80s, right? In the 80s, yeah. you're not allowed mm -hmm. to be an essentialist. Everyone's calling each other essentialists. No, you, no, <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. So they are like, we're not being essentialist. Everybody else is. That's we're just radical, radical open Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so, not essential. Yeah. Or it's the radical example, historicality of being, right? An essence. Essa being is radically historical for them. I, not I love it. I, a stable, unchanging form. <laughs> yeah. I love it that they did de denaturalize the ma the material struggle, but they naturalized democracy. That's fucking yeah. insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So their yeah. their big critique for or example, they they bring up a few examples of where they think Marx is being essentialist or Marxist. I'm not exactly sure because they're not quoting, but. Uh, one example is the proletariat. They're saying you can't just you, like if you look for the proletariat, you're going to find it because you already know what you're looking for. But we mm -hmm. have to not look at the proletariat. We have to look at like the diversity of struggles and all the kinds of oppression that are not just economic. You're just trying to essentialize the working class and yeah. we want to make it more complicated. So, um, I mean, I don't know if we want to deal with that argument because I find there's some truth to it. Yeah. In I terms do, of. In terms of Marxism and Marxist theory and Marxist theorists talking back and forth to each other, even the way we're talking right now, it kind of does become very uh, representationalist in that we're using, you know, language and ideas. So they're saying you're, you've replaced, even if you're trying to talk about materialism, quote unquote, you're doing it idealistically because the material that you're looking for, commodity, means of production, you're just treating them like representations and moving them around and you're not actually looking at the world anymore. So that was their one that was their point that I I was on board with. I was like, yeah, we we do do that. Yeah, I mean mm -hmm. not not we, but but it's true that a lot of like more traditional Marxist schools do that. That's true. 